Welcome to the latest PinkCast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. My name is Troy, and I'm an executive consultant with Pink Elephant. Uh, as an organization, our whole premise in life is to basically research and promote best practices and just provide information. So there's a lot of buzz out there about this word called governance, but there's not a lot of good kind of overall what does it all mean and how do I tie the hundred little bits of governance all together in one big world picture that kind of ties things together. The word governance, the very concept of governance is changing, as is the IT world that we live in today. In fact, governance for many of you might mean different things. For some organizations, you think of the word as governance as there's this internal IT police that kind of look over your shoulder and they kind of look at you in askance ways and they kind of police what you do. And it's all kind of cop and robbers and, and kind of a, a negative concept around governance. And while there is an element of audit, what we're going to see is governance is actually way larger than that. The expansion of governance is becoming almost into the realm of management or strategic direction. Some of you might have the concept of governance with another kind of area. You might have an architectural planning group which uh, sits in their ivory tower and pontificates down upon the world and says, these are the standards we shall use in relationship to hardware and software. And this is what you might consider IT governance. While there is an element of that, we're going to also see that's only one small element. But depending what you're coming from, where you're coming from, you're going to have a different feel of what the word governance is. And that's okay because the entire word of concept of governance is actually expanding beyond what it traditionally has been. And some people get a little bit antsy about that, especially if you're an auditor and you want to think of governance in that only of the, I'm an auditor and this is what you do and this is what you're going to be checklist against. Audit is only one element. We're going to see that. Now, I've recently begun introducing this session with a, a discussion that is not mine. It's from Nicholas Carr. He's created quite a stir in the IT community. And he has a unique premise that he's brought to the community, which um, the vendors are not so keen on. But it has a lot of logical sense to it. I'm going to just introduce it to you over here. Basically, Nicholas Carr is an editor-at-large with the Harvard Business Review. And he wrote an article with a very provocative title called, Does IT Matter? Which caused a huge uproar, of course, and then he took advantage of that and wrote a book called, IT Doesn't Matter, which caused a bit more uproar and made him more money, I suppose. But the premise of this book is not what he's often accused of actually saying. It sounds like when he says, does IT matter, it's kind of discounting the IT world and all the things that we stand for, which is a huge emotional blow to our psyche. But that's not what he's saying at all. What he's saying is all really summarized in this S-curve that he presents. He says, any innovation, any technology, any leading-edge innovative thing that gives an advantage to a company goes through a very similar implementation and maturing in the industry. And what he says is that early on in any technology, there is this concept of, if I do this, then I'm going to get an advantage over my competitor and make more money or get ahead of the game. That be, is, a, is a period that will be more or less depending on the length of the technology. And what we're seeing is in Newer and newer technologies, the length of this innovation period is shorter and shorter. I'm going to draw some correlations with other things in a second as well. 
continuing on this thread, eventually you get out of that cutting edge, bleeding edge, innovative aspect and industry matures to the point that everyone has it. No longer is it unique that you have it and you really can't get a cutting edge innovation out of it. So it's more ubiquitous is the word he uses. Everyone has it and the key here is now it's not so important to invest in the innovation but maybe it's more important to invest in the fact that it provides a risk that if it's not there then we have a challenge. So he, he draws correlation with the electricity. Early companies would move out of the countryside into the cities because electricity was there and the companies which had electricity had a, a strategic advantage over those that didn't but eventually everyone had electricity. Then rail came and those companies which are closest to the rail line they had the cutting edge technology they innovated but then everybody had rail or cheap transport. Then manufacturing technology went through the same thing. The final technology is information technology. And companies in the early days of IT, like American Airlines, spent a lot of money on their Sabre booking systems. And for a long time, they really led in the airline industry based on an IT innovation. But you know it today. Go to any website, pick your half a dozen, book your things online, no issue. It's commodity again. And so the IT world is going through this very, this very same thing as every other industry has done before our time. We like the concept of IT as a utility. Utility computing is that new catchphrase. But what's the first thing that happens when something becomes a utility? It gets regulated and codified. Why well, you have an electricity code. We have a building code. We have a transportation code. Well, guess what, folks? We're beginning to get an IT code, a regulated industry. And depending on what sector you're in, healthcare, pharmaceutical, banking, energy production, financial, security, privacy, more and more and more and more laws are being put in place. Sarbanes is only one of dozens. What we're literally getting right now in the early stages of this is a hairball of legislation, which is completely confusing and a lot of them counteract each other. Because what we see is that in this maturity model, it's no longer the case that IT really innovates. Even the innovations, when you do have an innovation, and they still come, the length of time for one company to replicate an innovation has been shrunken down to weeks. So the bleeding edge company, which invested all that money, and getting on the front end of this technology has about two to three months, if they're lucky, to recoup all of the expense of being on the bleeding edge, which actually makes it a losing proposition. We see companies rolling back from the bleeding edge because we're so over-architected in our technology and all of our criteria. It's more important now to invest in the formalization of process and the maturing of existing technology because to not have technology there basically means death of the company. So that's why suddenly best practices are more required. Where legislation is saying you shall get your processes formalized. You shall invest in risk management. You shall do things which will put the company in a place where you won't put your investors in a jeopardized situation and where you can accurately predict financial results. So you want to know why governance suddenly is an issue in our lives? It's because we are now going the way of every other technology before us time 
We are entering this time of its maturity to the point now it's more important about investing in risk as opposed to the cutting-edge innovation. IT will innovate, but it's going to have to do so in a more formalized way. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this Pinkcast. My name is Troy Dumoulin, and for more information, please take a look at our website at www.pinkelephant.com and pay particular attention to the Atlas link where you'll find all types of time-saving tools and techniques for your IT service management journey.